All right. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. This is the next, the newest, latest episode of the Tribe Table Talk podcast. What's cracking? The crowd roars and the crowd roars. (laughs) What is, how is everybody doing this morning? Good, man. Can't complain. Can't complain. Living my life like it's golden. From the prophet to Jill Scott. All right. I see. Uh, I got the Detroit hat, so I should have got my little Detroit you know fit. I thought I was. I was trying to get my Sith Lord on, but let <laughs> <laughs> it look, let it rock, let it rock. Shout out Detroit versus everybody. I see the that, brand. Man. I see my that. name just D, so I mean, all that yeah. Detroit stuff. No, I'm just playing, y'all. It fits. <laughs> it fits. It fits you. Oh, shout out Muskegee. Yeah. Big shout out. <laughs> they know. They know. They should if they don't. We need help over there, Muskegee. And pray for us. Yeah. Trade too. Word. Word. Yo, thank you for uh, tuning in if you're watching us. Uh, thank you for those who have dropped comments. Um, if you're checking us out, let us know how you, what you think, man. We really want feedback. Let us know what you think. Um, yeah, man, we are really trying to get it in, talk about important topics that are, are, are you know, thought provoking and intriguing um, as fathers and as husbands, you know what I mean? But we're willing to talk about anything, man. So uh, holler at us, man. If you are checking us out on Facebook or YouTube, uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think. Um, Ernest was a little sick this morning, so he couldn't make it. So we're just rocking with us tres men this morning. So, yeah, man. So, man. Last week, we had a really good conversation on, um, what was it? It was social media, and then we talked about uh, dating. This, dating yeah. and having the, the sex talk last week, man. Yeah, so sure. I've, um, Calvin had a good idea to, to, to the natural progression of just kind of moving into talking about dating in general. And uh, so the shared a couple of videos with us and then realized that we can definitely have a good conversation about uh, us being single and topic that would be good to discuss is what we would tell ourselves 10, 15 years ago, our single selves. If we were to have, sit down and have a conversation with that, with that guy mm-hmm. and um, things that we wish we knew when we were single um, or before we were married. So, we're going to share that with y'all today, man. Um, I know there's a lot of things that I could talk about. Uh, I really had to sit back and think because I've been married for so long that <laughs> you just free, you don't even like have no idea what single life was anymore. Exactly. You know, you just so enraptured in being married and, and just and just having being a father that yeah. that life just seems so far away. You know. Me being married for 12 years, I don't even remember what it was like to be single and dating and being on the dating scene and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I had to really sit back and really think like, huh, you know, so, um, yeah, man. But wouldn't it be amazing, man, if you if you could really just sit down in a chair and just really just be face to face with Calvin or Dion 15 years ago? Man, <laughs> yeah. me and him might fight if he if he uh, <laughs> if he hear the things that I gotta tell him. Me and him might fight just because he gonna get mad. I already know. Right, right. <laughs> it's like that LeBron commercial. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Talking to right. his younger right. self. 
<laughs> That's a good point. But, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, dog, it's going to hurt. You know what I mean? Can't nothing stop me, man. What you mean? All right. All right. Up in that room fighting, man. <laughs> because he won't listen. I'll be mad he wouldn't listen. And he'll be mad because I'm telling him the real. Uh, right. 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 Think of a, so us having a, a, a LeBron type, a LeBron commercial type moment, you know, sitting down with our younger selves. Um, because I know that you guys, and because I can say that for myself, uh, you've grown tremendously uh, since then. You've made probably tons of mistakes since then. Um, and there was a lot of things that probably nobody ever really told you about marriage until yeah. you actually jumped in that thing and you realize, oh, shoot, this is this is a little bit. Nobody told me this, you know, um, because I don't care what nobody say. Uh, you can go through premarital counseling, which is great. I encourage people to do that. Um, but it's nothing like actually being married, actually being in the, being in it and experiencing it. And it ain't for the weak. It ain't for the weak. It ain't, it ain't for, for the weak hearted for sure. Um oh, especially man. if you like singleness, boy, if you like doing your own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I really um yeah, it's it's something that really uh you you really don't know until until you get in that thing and it's like, oh shoot, this is difficult. Yeah. You know, this is nobody told me this would happen. Right, because the wedding and the honeymoon is all glamorous, but then the real work starts. Yeah. So, yeah, tell me you guys some of your thoughts, what you guys had on your mind, I guess, if one or two things, I guess, or I guess maybe we just do one at a time. Uh, I'll start with you, Cal. Uh, something that you would tell your younger self. Yeah. Um, think about the question. You know, I, I want to start off by saying, you know, I have no regrets, you know, <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, when I got married and, and things like that, there's no regrets. Um, but I would definitely go back uh, if I could. And, you know, just tell myself to, I probably would have waited a little longer because I got married a little, really young. So I was maybe, I can't forget how old I was. I was fresh out of college. So I was maybe 23. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, 23 or 24 when I got married. Okay. Um, so my wife, my kind of unique situation, me and my wife, we have been dating since high school. So my senior year. So we have been dating for a long time, six, seven years. Yeah. Um, but I guess in that time um, when I was still dating, I would tell myself as a you know single person uh, to just work on yourself more, man. It's like the more that, you know, I feel like I started doing the, the work on myself after I got married. You know, I feel like it was a priority after the fact, uh, even a couple of years after the fact. Um, and I feel like if I had that good head start, marriage would have that transition into marriage would have been a lot easier. Um, so I would just tell myself, you know, work on yourself man. work on your mind. Um, good. I would try like get rid of those bad habits that you have right now that, you know, in marriage, you bring it into bring it into and you have to work that stuff out and it's harder to work it out of you. Um, once you're already married so mm -hmm. yeah i would just tell myself yeah read more man you know pray more man um you know get to know yourself and get to know who you are in christ first um before you take that leap man but it's one thing i would say yeah that's good stuff man that's that wisdom yeah <laughs> you gotta apply it for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, once you started yeah. to once I started to apply it, then that's when things started to change. Yeah. I hear um, that. One what would you give me one thing, Dion, you would say to your younger self? Uh man. Trust people, man. Trust more. Um, okay. Trust people. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, man. I was, you know, cold-hearted. I ain't trust nobody. I just wanted what I wanted from people. Um it is some people that care about you. Like it's, it's people that, uh, you know, want the best for you. Uh, keep them people around, even if, you know, you don't necessarily feel it's valuable to you feel like keep those people around you. <laughs> it's rare in the world where people actually care for people, you know, word. Okay. It's, it's tough. So yeah. Yeah. You trust people. Okay. Absolutely. Now. Absolutely. Um, man, Calvin said something that I kind of pick, uh, goes along with what I had and, you know, you know, he was talking about getting married young. I would say also to that, enjoy your singleness, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, man, how much (laughs) I wished I would have traveled more before I got married and had kids. Mm. Not that I can't travel with my wife, don't get me wrong, but it's a lot more difficult. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you got to get that babysitter, da 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 da, if you want to travel as a couple. But I will say, man, if you are single right now, cherish that singleness. Um, don't, no. don't allow yourself to, um, don't allow yourself to be so eager to get in a relationship that mm-hmm. you don't enjoy the singleness you have because, Oh my gosh, I, if I would have come go back in my singleness and not just, not just the fact that I should have enjoyed myself more, but also I should have, I, I would tell my younger self to grind more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like grind more, man. If you watching you 18, 19, 20, you ain't got a wife yet. Cherish that and grind your butt you off. You got it made right now. Man. <laughs> you got it made. Man. Grind right now. Uh-oh. Look at Tisdale. Oh, snap. Look at Tisdale jumping in. Past the Tisdale. Oh, <laughs> you know he's going to drop some words as soon as he come in, too. <laughs> yeah, he's going to drop it before I even had a yeah. chance to even say anything. <laughs> Yeah, like, you so, know what the Bible says: Love your wives yeah. like you love the church. Like he gonna drop the Lord said. <laughs> nah, <clears throat> that's good, nah. man. Um, but um, man, because like it, you can always like go back to school. Don't get me wrong; at a later age, you can always rethink your, you know, change your career choice and stuff like that in your in your thirties. And but it's a lot more difficult. You know, um, it's a lot more difficult to save up money. You know what I mean? Uh, when you got kids and when you, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's, if you spend those 1920s, like 19, 20, 21, those years grinding so that you can rest later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In your 30s too. They say 20s yeah. is a have fun phase. 30s is the grind, get it in. 40s yeah. is the look at the, you know, yeah, that, reap the that, rewards and all that. And 50s right. is the chill. Right. Yeah, and that you know, have fun too on your twenties. But man, you grind, man. I like nowadays. Like I said, I can't work. I can't pick up all this, you know, get a second job and that because I got a wife to tend to. I got kids to tend to. But mm. bruh, when I was single and I was young, I should have been grinding, picking up extra shifts at my job 
stacking up my chips so that when me and my wife get married or you know we have kids boom already I, all that all that grinding and we can already move into a house and you know what i mean um yeah. s- instead of being married and now it's trying to grind because i wasted years partying and drinking and smoking weed and wasting all this time so man, man that's that's what be my one of number one probably number my, one of my number one pieces of advice to to these to these single young dudes yeah don't Create blow as much your money. value. What is that? Yeah, that's a good one. Don't what blow you say, your money. No, I said don't blow your money, man. Yeah. There's going to be people out here, man. You're going to want to have the latest thing. You're going to want to shine. You're going to want to have all the hats that match the shirt, that match the shoes, that match the pants. Man. I can tell y'all, I man. I mean, if you got the money, it's cool, but it's going to be a time where you're going to have to do something with that money where you're going to feel real uncomfortable. You're going to have to help somebody or do this, but have fun, man. Like if you can afford to match the shoes and the hat and the shirt and the clothes and you can have your fun and you out there grinding, you in school, all that, do it. Yeah. Just don't go, you know, don't, don't lose your mind smoking weed and drinking too much and having these women all in your ear or these dudes all in your ear. Don't do it. Word, word. That's good advice, man. That's that's something I really had thought about. Tisdale. What's up, fellas? What's good, What's good man? What's good. Man, listen. Yeah, I, I already trying to told, move around this morning. I already told the audience he was sick and wasn't gonna make it today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I was I was feeling a little under, but then my body automatically just woke up. I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I might as well jump uh, on this podcast. Oh, shoot. That, that's <laughs> right. what that means. You know, that's a, that's a word right there. Bro. Oh, Go ahead and give us that good word. Yeah. Uh, that's that. The Lord gave you some supernatural energy, huh? No, it's real, man. Sensu <laughs> bean. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish those was real, Cal. I wish right. they was real. Uh, right. Since a kid, bro. Yeah. Yo, so uh, since you just jumped in, Ernest, we were kind of just touching on a little bit of going around table one by one and, and sharing at least one thing that you would tell yourself if you were to sit down with Ernest Tisdale 15 years ago and have a conversation with him, uh, you know, about, you know, things like things that you know now, things that you learn now, and you would tell him. What what's some things that you would tell him as you know some advice? Man. <laughs> um I know you probably got a lot, but just give me one, I, I guess, for now. Uh, bro, I don't have a lot, but I will say <laughs> <Okay>. this. <laughs> um, I would tell myself is that progression is so important. Um, I heard someone say this, and uh, I'm still in this. Um he he used to always say when I hear him talk or 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 in, in group settings, he would say, and do your best, get a little better every day and have fun. Um, and I, I take that to say, like, I would tell myself is, listen, always do your best, put your heart into everything. Um, and the 15 year old or 14 year old me was starting to learn who God is. Um, I would tell my 15 year old self or 14 year old self or 12, whatever, is that honestly, life is not possible without God. Absolutely. develop a strong prayer life yeah, um yeah yeah every day you know what i mean be patient um progress every day just try to get a little bit better every mm-hmm. day yeah um and know and know this that perfection does not exist do your best to do things in excellence but perfection does not exist um mm-hmm. unless it's through god unless god is the one doing it yeah. um but those are the main things I would say um, 
off off the top of my head, Kim, without thinking deep, deep about it. But yeah, right, so, right, right, right. Um, but mainly, um, do your best, get a little better every day, and just have fun because I think we spend so much time in life not having fun. I ain't talking about like wilding out though. I ain't, I ain't talking like that. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> I just said. <laughs> but I am, I am talking about enjoying life though, like enjoying every second of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. Like even even right now, like taking it all in and be like, man, this moment that we're living right now, we'll never live it again. How are you going to respond to it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, good. That's good. And that yeah. changes the world. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's so, you know, it's, it's good that you said that, you know, because it's, it's sometimes we can just squander the time that we have, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, in our youth is sometimes you can be young and dumb and just, you know you just in that live it up you know you in that yellow phase you know i know that's the played out but people you actually used to say that at one point on your age bro <laughs> right <laughs> uh and man it's just when i think about it i'm like man just to, to, to you know Ernest, what i was saying one thing i was touching on was man grind early so you can rest later you know just talking about how you know we should have been just grinding to set our lives, set up for our lives later, you know, um, because a lot of things that we're doing now, career changes, going back to school, that's things that's all cool. You can still do that. It's not ever too late, but man, how much easier would it have been without, you know, having a wife to tend to without having kids that you got to worry about, you know? So my, that was my piece of advice too, was, you know, taking advantage of that time and enjoying your singleness. I'm no. with that. I, I'm with, I'm going to add yep. to it. So, yep. so you create your habits early on too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cal and, was touching on that too. Yep. So what Cal is saying, what you were saying, Ken, is you create your habits early on. So what that means is whatever you develop early in life will continue with you later in life. Yeah. Whatever bad habits you develop early in life will continue with you later in life until you break them. Mm-hmm. Those cycles. That's good. So it's so important that we create the right habits early in life. So mm-hmm. later in life, our yep. life is peaceful. Our yep. life has faithfulness. Our life yep. has joy, yep. peace. Yep. You know what I mean? All the fruits of the spirit. And I think a lot of times when we're younger, we don't think like that. We think we got so much time mm-hmm. to do so many things. And the truth is tomorrow's not promised. Not at all. I mean, people, you know, die early age. And you're like, why my man died? Like, right. dang, yeah, gone yeah. too, gone too yeah. soon. You know yeah. what I mean? All those things. But the truth is, tomorrow's not promised. So create the good habits now, yeah. because later on, you'll reap the fruit of those habits. You might even reap the fruits of those habits the next day. That's but good. the truth yeah. is, when your family comes in, meaning you start having a wife, you get a wife, you start having children. Those good habits actually relate into that. Or Amen. pour into that. Mm-hmm. And there's just life is just so much better. Yeah. I think the yeah. hardest part, Ken, yeah. is that we all had bad habits when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And exactly. we had to deal with those cycles. Maybe some of, some of us are still dealing with them. Yeah. That we have to break those bad habits. Yeah. Um, in order to produce the right fruit that God wants us to produce to the Holy spirit. So, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. so important, man. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. man. Go ahead. No, you're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you touched on something that I was going to say to earlier. Uh, marriage doesn't fix 
your problems. You know, so like but, you said, build those good habits early, because when you go into marriage, those same habits are only going to persist if you don't tend to them. And I don't think there's anybody on earth that walked into marriage and they was just whole and just didn't have any bad habits. Like, you know, yeah, um, but uh, like, I'm going to get a little more specific. If you're a person who struggles with lust, marriage is not going to fix that. Yep. If you're, you know, it's going to be amplified. So sometimes we get this, we get this mindset of, and I always, you know, I always want to have sex and da, 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 da. If I get married, I'm going to get, I'm going to have that guaranteed sex. But if you don't deal with that fire of lust in your life, marriage ain't going to fix that. Whatever is like, like Ernest touched on whatever issues you have dealing with marriage is not just going to all of a sudden, all right, I'm going to be dedicated. I'm going to be married. I'm going to love on her. I mean, you know, I'm going to have that guarantee sex. So I'm going to be good. But if you don't really deal with that, it's going to carry on and get worse um, and, and carry into your marriage. You know, so I would say that too to people, man. Don't get married thinking that it's going to help something go away or uh, thinking that, you know, you making that commitment is going to fix a flaw of yours or something like that that you yeah. have. You got to deal with that thing before going into the marriage. A lot of people that I see can they do the same thing. They like, right. I'm gonna get married, and you know everything will be good. You know, I'm finally right. have my wife. I can do this and that, and like if you're right. already living with your girl, you know what I'm saying? Like, how is that gonna change anything? Just because y'all got the title, like exactly, you living with her already, or you know y'all already doing those things that you do in marriage in the bedroom, and y'all already got kids, but you think marriage and having that title is gone, right? You know set everything in order like nah. y'all already doing it right right <laughs> having that it's, title ain't gonna mean nothing if y'all already doing it so right right if you're unfaithful uh, in the dating phase you're gonna be unfaithful in marriage right mm -hmm. if you love the streets and you want to be out there with your homies and you already not grounded into you know being a family man but you love the streets you love being out right i can tell you firsthand like <laughs> it's gonna be a tough gotta, transition you yeah. gotta you gotta ground yourself. Right. It, it ain't gonna that marriage that title. It ain't gonna just change. Like I think people just want the title sometimes. Right. Like right. I'm married. Get out of my face, girl. But I still yeah. like you. Give me your number. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's the mentality. Yeah, Same, for sure. Dude. Yep. It's the mentality for sure. Yeah. And I think that, uh, like, yeah, we just kind of jump into these relationships, um. And, and, you know, it, when you see red flags, you got to tend to those red flags. If you're in a dating scene and you maybe there's somebody that you're dating and it's kind of there's some red flags that's coming up or there's some things that's kind of being revealed about this person that you're dating and you just kind of just push it under the rug and continue on, those problems are going to pop up again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's magnified. It magnifies, yeah. Because, right. like, as a single man, you just, you're single, you know, you're living by yourself, you know, you just kind of doing your own thing. You live in that bachelor life. You know what I'm saying? you got the bachelor pad. Um, you don't really know sometimes things about yourself sometimes haven't really been exposed fully yet. So when you go into marriage, I feel like marriage is like a magnifying glass on yourself. Yeah. Those issues get exposed. That baggage that you've mm -hmm. had gets exposed. Yeah. And, um, you know, so you, you got to deal with that stuff 
or at least be, you know, be cognizant of that stuff and working on it, you know, before you step into marriage, because a lot of times, you know, like I said, people just think that, um, you know, they get into the, one of the saddest things I see, man, is people get into marriage thinking that they're going to be able to fix somebody. Hmm. Man, that might be one of the main reasons some people get into it, man. <laughs> I mean, I ain't going to say yeah. that, but I'm just saying like, you no, see you, you're right. some of these right. relationships, they arguing it's a domestic violence situation, but then <laughs> get married. That's my man. I've been with him. I didn't see his growth or I didn't see her growth. You know, she she may have been doing this in the past, but that's my wife. Right. 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 Your, your wife's yeah. still out here doing things, bro. <laughs> your, your wife, the same person she was 10 years ago. Or you are right. the same dude he was 10 years ago. Right. I see him out right. there. But right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he, you know, he he I know he got problems, but you know, we get married, he be I'll get him straight. Nah. Nah. Oh, that works. Don't try to don't try to go into a marriage re- trying to repair somebody, man. Run away from that person. You know, get counseling, get get them some help so you can, you know, not worry about you know, yeah. putting all of your energy into that person and they need help. Right. Right. Because once you in that joint, you in that joint for life. You, sh- you should be. You should yeah. be. Exactly. You should <laughs> be. You should be. <laughs> that's the, you, that, I'm going to say this. Because I'm going to say this, E, because that's good. That's, that's, that's the standard. That's not the reality for, for, right. for most right. couples. But that's the standard. You're in that joint. You should be in that joint for life. So you got to really choose wisely. And really be, first of all, really be prayed up. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Cal. Yeah. You was talking about fixing, you know, the other person. But when you see those red flags in yourself, you know, that's yeah. that's the key too. Um, yeah. And to yeah. letting you know, like, hey, maybe I need more time to work on myself. Because it's not like you said, it's not like when you come in together with someone for marriage, it's not like you're trying to complete yourself. You should already have ideally this wholeness about yourself right. and you're coming into marriage, dating another whole person and you mm-hmm. creating something new. It's not like you're trying to, you know, match up. And it's not like you're bringing a heart to, to make a full heart. It's more like you bring in blue and red together to make purple. You know what I'm yeah, right. Right. So it's more right. of that aspect of it. I feel like that's a, a better analogy. Yeah. I'll so, say one more thing and I'll shut up, Ernest. I'm sorry. No, I did. Um, <laughs> well, like I was saying earlier, like that whole trusting people thing, like I feel like you have to be able to trust yourself, like to get whole, to be a complete person. If you ain't trusting, you know, women because you've been a womanizer or you got that issue with lust or if you just got problems spending or you just want to be the the, you know, the person in front all the time, like okay. you got to humble yourself. <clears throat> and I don't know, like y'all boys been married longer than me. It, it took a lot of, you know, cutting away at certain things, putting myself behind and uh, being able to trust in the process of being a person who could be married. Right. If all you know is the streets, you got to humble yourself and <laughs> trust right. yourself man, and that you and, can do it. And marriage will do that. You know, I feel like a good marriage should humble you. A good marriage should cut away at your ego more mm-hmm. and more and more. Yeah. Um, as you 
become one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, E. Uh, okay, so question kind of going along with what everybody's saying is, oh, wait, Cal, you mentioned the word whole. Um, yeah. Talk to me about that. What's that, what's, that, what's that really mean? Like you mentioned, like, get yourself whole. Yeah. Like I've heard that term before, but was that I'm, I'm, I'm questioning. I know what you, I, I'm questioning yeah. you, but not, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I got help me understand that. I got you. And I was thinking more from a, a biblical perspective, because, you know, we can only, God is, is the only one that can make us whole. Um, and I'm thinking more on the lines of, like you were saying earlier, having the fruits of those, having the fruits of the spirit. Um, but I was just saying, speaking more to creating more value. Uh, in your singleness, it's all about creating as much value for yourself as a single person as possible, especially when you are thinking about marriage. Because, you know, because, you know, there's nowhere in the Bible that says you have to be married. Right. Um, it's a choice that you make. Um, so if you make if you choose if you're wanting to make that choice and to be married, you should definitely create as much value as possible to be able to pour into your wife and pour and begin to pour into your family like you were saying yeah. so yeah, but yeah wholeness comes from christ for sure yeah you know something i got two points i guess um from a singleness standpoint um god god loves relationships right it's shown in genesis how god loves relationships at the beginning um just in creation um and he also stated it's not good for man to live alone and that's mm-hmm. not a, a passage of everyone should get married, but that's a passage that we should be in commun- community and in relationships yeah. uh, and healthy relationships. And they showed a healthy relationship between Adam and Eve and then a broken relationship when sin entered into the world. Right. But that's not the point I'm making. I'm making more of a point from a singleness standpoint. I think um, before we get into a union of man and wife or uh, husband and wife, um, my, my advice from a singleness standpoint is fully connect yourself to the Lord or fully give yourself to God. And I, I think that this, that a lot of us, including myself, when I was single, didn't fully give myself to God, meaning yeah. the, the, the idea of who God is and what God can do was intriguing and the, 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 the knowledge of knowing that he is our savior was important. I knew he's God, all the above, but the fully giving myself didn't everything. happen all the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everything. I mean, my thoughts, my worries, my fears, my desires. I still had personal desires that I didn't give to God yet in my singleness. So my advice, I guess I got advice to singleness and I got advice to marriage. For my advice to single, uh, give yourself fully to God. That's good. Because, because then you'll be able to know who he has placed before you that is mm-hmm. the one for you mm-hmm. and, and, and marriage. Now, God didn't call yeah. you to marriage. You'll also know that. And he would give you that, um, that Paul anointing, right? Where, where Paul was, I think, paraphrasing, I wish all could be like me. Um, right. And everyone cannot be separated and, um, and, and be, uh, what's the word, abstinent 
um, mm-hmm. for your yeah. entire lifetime. Right. Um, right. Because that's right. what it means, right? Like, if I'm not married to anybody, I can't be out there having sex with everybody. That's right. You got to yeah. be you got to be able to res- restrain yourself from sexual desires yeah. or, mm-hmm. or committing sexual desire, uh, committing sexual sin. Yeah. Um, so singleness, fully give. Marriage. Totally That's good. Yeah. Marriage, marriage. We walk into marriage and we don't fully give ourselves to God. Mm-hmm. That's what brings in selfishness. Mm-hmm. When we fully give ourselves to God, we become selfless. Mm-hmm. And what resolves a lot of issues in marriage is when you have someone or even both who are fully given to God, because no matter what comes, you have a perspective that comes from the Holy Spirit versus your personal perspective. Mm-hmm. If you ever think about any argument, Ken, Cal, D, is any argument you have becomes some level of selfishness, no matter if your wife is right or wrong. There's going to be a level of selfishness that comes in there because now you anger because you made me feel a certain type of way or you did this and you're lying on that. I can't believe you would think this. It's a level of selfishness that will come in. But if we react in a selfless way, a lot of our issues would not even happen in the first place. Yeah. All right. Yep. Selfless, man. That's a good that's a good word. Hmm. That's definitely one word that I would share with 20 year old Kenny. So I'll say practice. 21 year old D need to hear right. that too. <laughs> Bro, I'm hearing that practice. now. Though. I'm yeah. hearing that now. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a it's a it's a daily, it's still a thing. It's still a yeah. daily process that you got to work on, man. Sanctification yeah. is a process uh, over time. Uh, but if I were to tell 20-year-old Kenny, um, practice selflessness. And of course, a lot of that is only by the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, only by knowing the Bible. Um, but uh, one of the most, one of the things that I would be crucial that I would tell to my 20 year old self that would be crucial is learn how to, uh, learn how to give your wife, learn how to be selfless towards your wife and give her affection without always expecting sex. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we used, I used to be that guy that just kind of like, you know, goes day to day in my marriage and only kind of, you know, ramp up the affection when I, when I want sex in return or I'm trying to get her in the mood. Mm. But then I realized, which I should have been realized, um, how selfish I was that I wouldn't just give her a little sign, you know, a little, uh, affection here and there not because I want something, but because I do, but I truly love you. And I'm trying to give you that because I know that's something that you need. And that's something that's a love language that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would definitely tell my young self practice being selfless and doing things, not because you're looking for something in return, but just because, you know, and I think that sometimes we can get caught up in these like romantic movies where, you know, these big things are done. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do big things for your wife and, and sometimes do big surprises and, you know, and, and do big trips or whatever, you know. But, man, uh, you don't learn that. You, you, you learn over time that love is, is just in the little things sometimes. Yeah. You know, just in the little things. Just, you know, sending your wife a loving text. 
you know, doing little things that let her know that you love her and you're thinking about her and you care for her. Um, so because what I've learned is love is the definition or uh, the world's definition of love is different than the Bible's definition of love and mm-hmm. true love and real love is something that's done in, in action. You know what I mean? And um, no, nothing wrong with doing the romantic stuff, you know, but just on the, on the, on the days you're supposed to Valentine's day anniversaries, you know, even Christmas or whatever, but just the, sometimes the most impactful ways I love my wife is just because you know what I mean? So I would definitely tell my younger self that too. Yeah. And it's like, it was, we, when we was watching that clip or that video um, on relationships from Dr. Miles Monroe, he was saying, um, well, there's different types of love. There's, you know, there's friendship love, there's mm-hmm. you know, romantic love, and then there's mm-hmm. agape which Mm -hmm. we talk about a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, that unconditional love, you know, and that's doing things without reason. And that's the love that we should be looking for in a marriage. You know, it's not that love where I'm trying to get something in return. It's just that I don't know why I do this. I just do it because I love you. You know, it's unconditional. There's no conditions. There's no reason why I love you. I just, it's because. That's good. Yeah. It's not about, I learned that it's not about myself anymore. Yeah. Like once you step into that marriage, once you step into having kids, you almost take your, your, your wants and desires sometimes take a backseat, you know? And I'm not saying that we should never do what we want to do as men. And, And, you know, I'm not saying that everything, you know, give everything to your wife and forget yourself type thing but almost a kind of like a less radical version of that. You, it's not longer about you anymore, you know? And, and that's one thing too, that I would kind of tell my younger self, like it's once you step into that marriage, once you step into being a father, it's, it's not about you anymore. Mm-hmm. I learned the same thing, Ken. I I've yeah. learned though. Um, truthfully is that this life has never been about me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like from birth to where I am now, but there's been so many times I have made it about me. And I also learned that sometimes we have personal desires. Some, sometimes it's from the gifting that God has given us. And sometimes they're from unhealthy places. For example, um, when I was younger, man, I wanted to be in the New York Stock Exchange, bro. I was going to move to New York and, uh, and just uh, be out there on the floor Um I don't even know. I, let's, first and foremost, I didn't have the desire to do those type of investments. <laughs> I just like the thought and idea of how much money they was playing with. Right. Watched All I cared about and was like, you I know what I'm saying? I said, listen, these are like the driving Ferraris. And <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the kid me thinking like, oh, I want to do this. Um, and honestly, I thought it through and, and it made a couple attempts, but God kind of rearranged that and said, listen, I ain't never called you to that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I became a youth pastor. I'm like, what? The- <laughs> <laughs> like that. How we That's go from I'm, making all this money to no money. That's how the Lord do you. The community. Yeah. <laughs> Man. I ain't never dream about that. You know what I mean? I'm like, Lord, I ain't dream about this. All right. All right. But 
but he rearranged my desires because he knew how he created me and what he created me to do. And a lot of times we're battling against the Lord within our personal desires. But God has said, listen, I ain't never called you to that. So once you submit yourself to me, I will give you your desires mm. of your heart because your heart will be connected to my heart and your desires will be connected to my desires. And then you'll be moving in the purpose that I have given you. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, 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 um, the funny thing is you made me think about that is that, um, this whole life is we we're, we're called to be selfless. Um, mm-hmm. and we are called and it, we should know that it's not about us and it never have been. Yeah. And, um, I, I think I was thinking of a scripture fellas. Tell me what you think about this. It says submit to one another. Um, and I think that's in, is that in Ephesians? Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. It's Ephesians 22. Oh, you got it, D. Of Ephesians chapter 5, 22. Okay. Tell me about that. What, like, if when you hear that, okay, 21, 21, I'll start at 21. Submit to yourselves to one another in the fear of God. Mm-hmm. Why submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord? For the husband is the head of the wife, and even as, as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject to unto Christ, so let the wives be their own husbands and everything to be to be to their own husbands and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, husbands, love your wife, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Gave yourself. It's key for me right there. Yeah. Ephesians right. 5, 21. That's a good one. What y'all think? Um, 5, 21. Let me go back. I know I threw y'all on the spot. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. I'm letting everybody else answer. <laughs> Go ahead, D. What uh, you got? Uh, well, I mean, for me, it actually took me throwing myself at God for me to get into the place that I am today. Like, yeah. I was in the world, I was in the streets, I was doing everything that I could to just try to, uh, you know, be a good person while having an idea of having God in my life. Like, I've been to church as a kid, and I would, you know, pray, but. I don't know if God heard any of those prayers until I truly gave myself to him and, you know, started walking in his word and, you know, what I feel like his purpose may have been for me. (laughs) I got married, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like this entire process of being saved from what I'll say, maybe what, six, seven, what, six, five, six years ago when I first seen y'all. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah to the person i am today like it all took god humbling me every step so i could mm-hmm. be on this podcast speaking with y'all before that i was out here doing everything right yeah. right i just speaks i think the the scripture speaks to um the role of the man in marriage for sure just because yeah. um talk, it talks about that hierarchy you know as a man or as the husband you know, you have to be walking in your purpose and God for to be able to be qualified to lead your partner. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like that was a, the the piece that stuck out to me for sure. Yeah. And that's another thing too, like being a husband, you are like the leader. You are the one that's accountable for your entire family too. So looking at it in that light and then looking at, you know, God giving you that title, giving you that position. It's like, man, why wouldn't I 
want to try to give myself more to him because you may not know what the heck you're doing, but you got that title as a husband. Lean in, man. Lean into what God got for you. Yeah, that's not an ego thing. Yeah. It's just speaking to God's order of things. Right. You know, right. Like his order yeah. of operations. What I see is a mutual submission. You know, so when I look at that scripture, um, you see, you, you talk about, Paul talks a lot about submitting. First, he says, you know, in a more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A more general sense, talking to the church, he says, submit to one another in the fear of God. And he says, wives, submit to your own husbands. And then you jump down and we're not off the hook. It says, husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So what I see is mutual submission, you know, not just wife submit to your husband because he's the boss type thing. Right. Right. It's just mutual submission, submit to one another, you know. Um, and what I when I think of submit, I think of. Uh, you know. Forgetting about self mm-hmm. and serving the nerds, the nerds serving the needs and the interests of others. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, right. Because I think there's another scripture that, that's kind of escaping me right now, but it's like, um, you know, not just serving your own needs, but also the needs and the interests of others. So that's kind of what submission means to me, you know, uh, submitting your ego to the next person and loving that person to the point where you, you know, you, you hold that person and you honor that person, you hold that person in high regard, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. good, bro. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's real good, actually. Um, yeah. But it goes back to the point, too, of it's not about you. Submission. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whatever your mission is, submission and submit it to the Lord. Yeah. Um, and you can't submit yourself to your wife or your wife can't submit herself to you. And you can't submit yourself to Christ without fully giving yourself your personal mission to him. Right. And that's, that's what's so powerful, bro. And that's, and for me, for me, if I'm hundred percent honest with y'all, it's a daily thing. Like I have to wake up saying, okay, I'm submitted to God. Mm-hmm. Here's my thoughts, the fear that I had um, now that I have in my mind or the worry that I have or the anxiety that I'm feeling or, or the things that, that um, I don't know what's about to happen, but Lord, I, I have to give that to you at the same time. Uh, my, my personal issues and desires i gotta give that to you too um and a lot of times i think we we don't wake up that like that way or we don't go to sleep that way right and and a lot and that's what creates all the chaos mm-hmm. think about this ken think about this cal and d like when when you spend time like for real time with the lord how is your day <laughs> you feel a fresh rejuvenated Know that something about to happen. If you're looking for that bag, that bag gonna come. <laughs> yeah, you walk with expectation. Cool. Yeah, like yeah, that's, woke up difference. thinking about a bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes a big difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like think, and then think about like we know the solution, the answer, how to get our day right. We may not like how the day looks or what may happen in the day but we know if we get ourselves in the presence of god every day we will have peace in the midst of the storm for sure and we know all this stuff but how much how often do we lack not doing it and that's the crazy thing right right we start to let them feelings hit us 
Once yeah, we start man. feeling like we ain't going to have a good day, we're not going to have a good day. Right. You know, you may feel angry at somebody at your job. You got a meeting you got to go into. Yeah. Man, yeah. I don't want to speak to this person, man. Like, it's it's yeah. real, man. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, one thing I focus on, you know, you know, if I'm if I'm practicing what I preach, you know, I'm starting my day off with the Lord is, is, is asking the Lord, just equip me with the full armor of God this morning. Yeah. You know, today so yeah. I can handle everything that comes at me. So I'm not so quick to react fleshly, you know, with anger or frustration. You know, I, right. it's not anything that I'm like, you know, trying to like, oh, stay focused, stay focused. It's just it naturally occurs when I start my day off with the Lord, day off with the Lord is, right. you know, I have more peace. I have more patience. Yeah. You know, I have more long suffering. I have more joy throughout throughout the day, regardless. You know, I can keep my joy. You know, sure. and it's just, yeah. you know, it's something that is intangible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my thing, uh, I got yeah. this joint right next to my workstation right here, bro. Like <laughs> this experience in God book. Yeah. I got this joint right here. Like it's, you know, interactive. You work in it. But before I even go in there and log in and get into a meeting or something, I'm like, man, let me go ahead and read a page. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Let me focus on this. Get in here. And then, like I said, get into yeah. that meeting, man. It's, it's, it's wild. Yeah, so, you said it. It's helps. the focus. Yeah. You start your mind off with this. It starts in your yeah. mind. And that, and that goes back to, yeah, giving yourself totally to God, like Ernest said, and building those habits. You know, um, prayer for me was so important. Um, and I, and, and, and I have learned over the years and I wish I knew 15 years ago that I, God gives us the, you know, he gives us the freedom where we can pray about anything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing too, you know, I've really learned over the years. There's nothing too mundane that you can't give to God. There's nothing too minute that you can't give to the Lord. You know, I think that the Lord, the Bible says he cares for us. You know, and I think that God cares about everything. You know, we sometimes bring him the emergency things, the deep spiritual things. But sometimes my prayers are like, Lord, you know, help me help me in this meeting today. Or, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Lord, help me to. Uh, I don't know. I mean, to make sure help me to, to give good customer service at my job today, Lord. You know, it could be just the smallest things, man. And I think that sometimes we think we get we we think that some things are just you know, it's like God already know what's what's going on with you, anyways. You might as well just spill it out because I think God yeah. can be. We can cover everything in prayer, you mm-hmm. know, and and then and that's the important thing. That right. speaks to you know having a genuine relationship. Yeah, you know, I feel like that's yeah. where a real relationship starts. You got to treat it as any other relationship, like a relationship with your wife, you know, if you're only yeah. talking to your wife one time a day or just about certain things or certain yeah. topics or just the big stuff, you know, yeah. your relationship oh. isn't yeah. going to be very good. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's those continuous conversations Ooh. throughout the day, just random talks throughout the day. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, it's a real yeah. relationship. And that's, yeah. that's, I feel like that's when you go to the next level and God yeah. in Christ. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah. this, man, um, like speaking to 10, <laughs> 10 year ago, <laughs> Dion, man, um, it gets better. Mm-hmm. You can trust people. You should go to that church and follow God in some capacity. <laughs> Leave them people alone that had you out there or the ones that you had out there. 
And uh, yeah, man, yeah. when you get married, you're gonna be proud of yourself. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I would have told my younger self the same thing as far as stay connected with other men who are uh, walking in that same, trying to walk that same path. You know, yeah, a lot of a lot of myself when I was young was hanging out with the wrong people. You know, yeah. if you're trying to stay abstinent and you're hanging out with dudes that's having sex with everything that walks, it's gonna make that walk a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you're trying to in that single state, you know, be around other men that are other men that are single, be around other men who have more life experience than you, man, that can really tell you, hey, man, don't don't do that. Don't go that way. Right. Be, be careful be around with people that. who can advise you. Right. Be careful with that. You know, I, I don't know, because, um, you know, we also have an OG in our life that has been through some mm-hmm. things. That can be like, man, you know, that can help us pump the brakes, you know, and tell us, hey, man, you know what? I've been through that before, man. Let me give you some advice, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially, like I said, if you're young, because um, you can, like I said, you can be young and think you just know everything. Think you got it all figured out. And you just realize later on in life how much you had no idea about what my life really is about. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. If you young out here, especially you man, you 2021, 20, man, make sure you connect with other men. If you if you want to get, you know, if you want to be righteous and holy before God and, and step into the marriage the right way, make sure you connect with other men, you know, other single men who love Jesus as well, but also maybe find a, a one or two OGs that have been married for a while who can who can kind of walk you through this thing and really kind of help you uh, avoid you know, some, some pitfalls, you know? Yeah. No, that's a, that's a big, big point, bro. Yeah. Um, the OGs. Um, it, I feel like that was one of my things when I was, you know, still dating and thinking about, and almost about to get married. You know, I looked to, the only thing I had was the examples of my father, um, uh, the examples of my father-in-law, you know, cause we have been dating so long. So I just kind of watching you know, people whose marriage I, I thought or I saw that were thriving. Um, and I just wanted to emulate that. Right. So I feel like that was a huge piece. And, you know, how I view marriage and how I came into marriage and how I do marriage now. Right. You know, watching those examples from the OGs. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I'd watch, like you just said, Cal, watch those people, man. Like, there's some things that you learn by just observing yeah you know this you can listen to a sermon you can or you can hear somebody actually telling you or lecturing you but a lot of times uh you know marriage is legit sometimes just by watching you know uh, so my younger self would sometimes try to get into the habit of watching other married couples you know interact with each other how you know watching how you know how they handle disagreements you know watching how the husbands treated the wife and how the wife treated the husband you know mm-hmm. And pick up on little things, you know, like, oh, shoot, I like how he did that. I like how he handled that. Oh, man, you see how he talked to his wife, you know, and and sometimes when you see that you get real life, it's almost like you're you're being discipled as a husband almost right to to really pick up on some of those things that they that you see some of these people doing who are already kind of married for a while, a little bit uh, further along in their marriage than you are, you know, Mm -hmm. you really pick up on some things, man. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely watch those those married couples that you look up to and respect, you know. Yeah. 
and, and pick up on some things, man. Cause you will, you'll learn a thing or two, man, watching these people who've been married 10, 15 years, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. So got E you in deep thought, bro. <laughs> so, uh, Graceland found me, so that's what I believe for a second. Oh, saw, I, <laughs> she I actually know. is right behind me right now. Um, <laughs> no, that goes. He gets up in the morning, man. That's the first thing she does. You try to find where I'm at. She got to find daddy. That's <laughs> yeah. how I be. I'm, all, I'm, in the, I'm in the basement, man. So she, I mean, she was all the way upstairs, and she was like, "Where is he?" In a room that she never usually goes in. Yeah. Um, you got to find cool. daddy. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, man. I love it, and I love being a daddy. father too, man. Um, what I would say to that is I had something that popped in my mind. If I was speaking to um, those who are married, um, now I'm not a I'm not a veteran. I've only been married for about 12 years now. Um, but throughout the years, what I've learned and what I'm still learning is that you have to have a, a desire. Maybe I use a phrase. Um, I give this to you, God. And um in any situation that you feel like your feelings and your emotions are coming to a place of unhealthiness, maybe frustration, maybe whatever it is in your marriage, you have to have that I give it to you, God, in you in all those situations yeah. and truthfully give it because those mm -hmm. those in those situations, God will help you through those moments and times. Like you, you will always have moments of disagreement in marriage mm -hmm. and that's Absolutely. not unhealthy. That's yeah. not unhealthy to have disagreements. Nope. What's unhealthy is when you allow your emotions and feelings to turn into an argument, which turns into you attacking the person mm -hmm. and not the issue or not discussing what the true disagreement is. Yeah. Um, and so know how to decipher through disagreements in a healthy way. And if you don't see yourself getting anywhere with the disagreements, you have to have that. I give it to you, God. And then notice when you do that, God will step in and intervene and handle it. He will, man. He will handle those situations. And if it's not even a disagreement in your marriage, it's anything in life. I give it yep. to you, God. Yep. I give. And that's what I have to have every, every day. Anytime I feel my emotions and my, my feelings getting all in it. You know how that feel, y'all. Y'all know yeah. how that feel. All of a sudden, you have a conversation with your wife, and you be like, "Hmm, okay." Mm -hmm. And then you be like, "You didn't, you didn't, you didn't do it." Like, you know what I mean? You start yeah. feeling all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why you why you talk to me like that? You know what I mean? All that, whatever it is. But I'm saying you have to say, "I give it to you, God." And sometimes move away from it unless there needs to be some type of discussion had. But if you feel your emotions and feelings get in it. That means that you have to give it to them. Yep. Yeah. No. Don't don't try to Man. don't don't try to fix your spouse. No. Don't try to fix your spouse. And I know I'm going to already married advice, but don't go into a marriage thinking that you can fix your spouse. Mm -mm. Only God can fix somebody. Mm -hmm. And and I, that's so true, Ernest, because um, there's so many times where, you know, we really have some of us really have some really deep seated stuff. You know, whether it's trauma, yeah. whether it's, you know, your upbringing, you know, maybe you grew up in a toxic environment and you really have some mm -hmm. issues. So, and, and when you sometimes bring that into a marriage, um, you know, there's some things that's going to take some some time to really, you know, expose and really work through. And, you know, some people, you know, need to kind of, you know, visit, maybe maybe have therapy, 
you know, and it takes sometimes years sometimes for somebody to really work through certain things in their life. And you might bring it up to your wife or your wife might bring some up to you. Um, and, you know, he's like, oh, okay, all right. You know, but you really don't, it really takes some time, I guess, to really flesh that thing out. And there's been times where I've seen something in my wife and she's seen something in me and we point it out. And, you know, sometimes it may be a disagreement, maybe argument that may come up more than once, maybe something that's reoccurring because maybe it's a bad habit that you never broke or, you know, a personality defect or something like that, that you never really conquered or whatever. Um, but in those times where that's like, I, you know, I might tell my wife, for example, you know, you know, let's just say, I've had, you know, let's just say, for example, like you got a wife with anger issues or, you know, or something like that. Or, you know what I mean? That's like, man, you got anger issues. You need to deal with that. You know, and I might be saying that same thing next year, man. And then I tell you, like, you got, you, you got to deal with the anger, man. Like, da, 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 da. like the Bible says this and the Bible says this about anger. Like you need to deal with that, man. Hmm. But it's not until I realize, okay, you know what? I'm not going to fix that. I need to give that to God. Mm-hmm. And I've seen in my own marriage and my own marriage, like real life, God working on things in my marriage about things that I prayed about five years ago, six, seven years ago, you know, mm-hmm. um, see, sometimes it may not be come as fast as I want it to be, or as I want it to come. But sometimes giving those things over to the Lord or giving my spouse to the Lord and see him work, man, it's, it's, it's really, it's really, it's amazing sometimes, man, mm-hmm. because God can really work on somebody way better than your words can. You know, and I think, I think that's so good too, Ken. It, the, the true fact behind it too, exactly what you said, like we yeah. go into marriage thinking that we can change a person and when it's designed that God is the only one that can change a person. We we go into marriage thinking we can fix somebody, make somebody better or make them how we think they should be. Right. And, and that's, that's the craziness. And God was like, I ain't never done. I never intended them to be how you wanted them to be. Right. They're going to be how I created them to be. Right. So, so Mm -hmm. that that's amazing. But um, on top of that, Ken, um, how many of you guys pray for your wives on a daily basis? You know what I mean? How many of y'all pray for your wives on a daily mm-hmm. basis? Would you say Every we all day. do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's so yeah. good. And we have to do that. But how yeah. many of you guys pray with your wives on a daily basis? That's good. <laughs> no, real talk. That's good because honestly, my main point is this. When you have intentional time with your wife, with God, it's going to help deal with some of the brokenness in marriage it's also going to help god be able to come in to places in the marriage that he needs to be in in the first place and having those intentional moments with god together just does the world of um healing and and restoring and and redeeming Whatever mm-hmm. word you want to utilize, revealing, um, revealing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at uh, the three R's. Oh, that's, that's a, hey, that's a pastor move. <laughs> Let me three R's real respect. quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, truth though, man, we we have to just like D, be intentional about that because if if we're having issues in marriage, 
And this is whoever maybe having issues that been married, just got married or been married for 40 years. Right. Having that intentional time where you allow God to come in is so key in a healthy marriage. Yeah, that's fine. So key. And I, I contest to that in my own marriage. And it's it's less more the daily thing, which I feel like that's that's the major key right there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like anytime we're getting to this this point of where it's like, it's getting toxic, it's getting bad. Let's sit down and pray. Mm-hmm. And that, and you immediately see the results. Maybe not immediately, I should say, but like you can you see how God around, starts. Bro. You feel better, but you see, you know, how God starts to move in, in that area. Um, and he always comes through. Man, and so it's just so does. key. But the that major can be the revealing, the revealing aspect of it, because like okay. I said, me and my wife, we be praying, we got a little prayer jar. We got different categories in there, like, you know, pray for family, mm-hmm. praying for, you know, friends, praying for finance or, you know, stuff to move or those yeah. deep seated desires. Like we got categories in there. We yeah. shake the jar up, open that joint. She get her prayer out. I get my prayer out. And like I said, the whole revealing aspect of it, it could be something that she prayed for within you that, you know, she's been speaking to God with for you to change or something i mean it's real man like (laughs) i've only been married what two it'll be three years this year so and and i would say on top of that because i would admit i don't pray with my wife enough um right right i pray over her i don't pray enough with her so that's a good point and but the times that i have i realize how much prayer brings you closer together you know what I mean? 100%. Like we don't really think of we think of intimacy in a lot of ways, but we don't. Sometimes we don't we don't uh, think of intimacy as far as spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I, I think um, prayer, believe it or not, is one of the most one of the most dopest ways you can increase intimacy in your marriage by praying That's together. Good, you know what I mean? Because it's just like there's something about. You know, and do that in your, you know, you guys single who are dating, man, pray with your fiance, you know, get into a regular habit of praying with them because they'll bring you closer together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they'll really, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, who um, don't do that other prayer, that, that worldly prayer when they say, yeah, let's go in the room and pray, lay hands, <laughs> don't do that. Don't be laying hands on nobody. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Yeah. Sister, oh, sister so joy, good, sister love joy. Let's 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 go in the room and yeah, let's go pray a little bit. I mean, yeah, yeah, man. God will really speak to you in that. Uh, there's been many times where I pray with my wife, man, and God just speaks to her. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, that's so important. E, I love that you brought that up. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. I mean, I so that and then also also for me, this is for me. Um, and it's getting in a place of worship where I'm postured to allow God to deal with my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something about like worshiping in spirit and in truth, like worshiping, allowing God's spirit that's in you to take place. And you truly like you, you're giving yourself to God. Like it's something about worshiping and getting into God's presence that can do surgery in the areas that you don't even know you have issues in. Yeah. And, and for me, for me, man, you guys heard me say the same things for years. My, my secret sauce has always been prayer and worship. Yeah. And it's when I'm in God's presence, my mind is right. 
Mm-hmm. It's when I'm in God's presence that I can decipher what is right and wrong. It's when I'm in God's presence, I am the right husband and the right father that my children need. It's when I'm in God's presence that I can actually do what I'm called to do and do it right. You know what I mean? It's just when, when, I'm, when I'm so busy, y'all know, I mean, we all got crazy lives here. When I'm so busy doing everything else in the world and committing myself to everything else in the world and being good and trying to be my best out there, I'm never my best until I'm first starting with him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's where I have to be. And this right here is just a reminder for me and saying, listen, your secret sauce has always been prayer and worship. Right. Be intentional about that time before you're intentional about everything else. Yeah. yeah. Right. Even, your, even your time with your wife, even your time with your children. Even your time with your jobs or businesses or whatever else we got going on, yeah. being intentional about that first, and then everything else will come into place. Mm-hmm. All right. I hear you. All right, All right fellas. Hey, uh, yeah. I got to go ahead and push my chair in, man. I got to leave the table. I'll leave you single people with Ephesians chapter 5, 22 through 33, man. Go ahead and open your Bible up. Have one of these cats read it to you or your deacon. I'll leave y'all with that, though. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Read. Man, get, get linked up with God, man, in, in your singleness and all that. Even you married people, man. Don't be too proud to listen to somebody. I was going to close out anyway. So do you, can you give me a few more minutes? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. That man. way we don't have uh, – yeah. That way we yeah, all – Yeah, I'm just time. trying not to get my head knocked in between the washer and dryer. And say, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yeah. I got you. I got you. I think everybody – y'all, y'all made some great points, man. And uh, I could have, you know, I had a couple more things to say, but I'll just leave her there. So not to belabor the point. Um, but yeah, definitely get yourself in the position, single men, single women, in a position where you really are, uh, like Ernest said, totally giving yourself up to God, totally in tune with his spirit, um, because that's so key, you know, um, stepping into something that's important as, you know, as, as, as uh, crucial as marriage. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, yeah, man. Any uh, any other closing thoughts? Um, my last word would just would be like just to harp on what you just said, man. For a single person, um, know God, uh, walk, be walking in your purpose. You know, Adam didn't get Eve until after the fact. He was already naming the animals. He was already uh, in God's presence and. God revealed uh, Eve to him. So be yeah. walking in your purpose and and find your wife or your your mate wh- while you're walking in purpose. Right. So. Right. Because it'll happen when you least expect it. Yeah. You know, that's good. Sure. Don't 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 be so hungry trying to search for a man, search for a woman. Allow God to just work on you. And you might find that person when you least expect it. Every person, oh, not every person, but most people that I know who got married and they found the right one, it was like when they least expected it. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't wake up that day. It was like, oh, I'm going to find my wife today. Yeah. Right? I'm going to find my husband. This is the day I'm going to find my husband. <laughs> you know what I mean? They woke up. They just, they just was living their life. You know what I'm saying? And it happened. You know? So that's a great point, Cal. It was God that put Eve in there. Adam to say, hey, oh God, can you can you give me somebody? Like he was just minding his business, doing his thing, like you said, naming the animals, working the he garden. Probably was sighing a little bit, like, man, I'm missing something. <laughs> 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 Listen, <sighs> get away God, from me, lion. Yep, and God was the one that said it's not good for man to be alone. Yeah. It's good. 
So God will put that person in your life. Continue praying. And like I said, it'll happen when you you wouldn't even expect it. Exactly. Yeah. And you'll be ready. Yeah. Right. You go ahead and close this out. Hey, I'm done. Listen, listen, this is my last thing. And I can I can pray. Um for those who are married, uh don't give up. Marriage is not Mm. the easiest thing, but also do your best. No, no, no. Let me rephrase. Posture yourself where you're in prayer and worship and becoming selfless. Mm -hmm. And, and that will change your marriage. That's a guarantee. So, all right. So let me pray. Father, we, um, man, we glorify, we glorify your name. We glorify your name. We glorify your name. And we're thankful, Father, for every person that's on this podcast today, Lord. We're thankful for every listener, Father. We don't know what their issues may be, Father, but we know and we ask that you will come in the midst of their singleness, that you'll come in the midst of their marriage, Father, that you will transform whatever is not right and you will make it right, that you will um, be um, um, what they need. Um, You'll give them what they need, not what they want. And Father, I ask right now in the name of Jesus, Father, from the words that we have spoken, we ask that your Holy Spirit was leading every bit of our words. Father, we know, Father, the importance of fully relying on you. We know the importance of what you've called us to do in marriage. And we ask, Father, that we fulfill that purpose. And Father, as we leave today, this podcast, Father, we leave change, restore, redeem, renewed. Uh, We leave fresh in you. So, Father, have your way in our lives. Touch everybody that has listened to this um, podcast and do what you need to do in their hearts and their mind. We glorify your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Another episode down. The trial. We don't care if it's too long. You're going to hear us, bro. (laughs) Cut these clips, bro. Cut these clips. (laughs) Too long. (laughs) Cut. Cut.